Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John fourteen twenty six. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Amen. The application from the last Sunday on the Holy Family. The first reading emphasizes that the family unit has been honored as the foundation of the human race. The second reading shows false teachers are destructive to families and society. The gospel reveals Jesus's responsibility of obedience to his parents. Today, let your suffering be for the Lord and for someone else in your family. Maybe you can offer your pain for someone who is on drugs or alcohol. Pick a family member, friend, or a co-worker, and pray for that person all week. Let your soul be pierced so that the heart of others 
will be laid bare and they will turn to God. Dick and Ken wrote, I have been in great pain this week. I think I may have double pneumonia. I have tried to offer up my suffering for others, specifically for certain people. It is January 2nd, 2001, as I write this personal. The core of a holy family is obedience to the Father. In my case, it is me to my heavenly Father. In my wife, it is through Christ in me. And in, in my children, it is Christ, then their spouses, and then their children. The path to obedience and suffering leads to holiness. And I have, I am praying for a man who is going through a divorce and suffering from not only a wife who left him for another man, but his four children have also turned against him. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken wrote, the foundation of a family is the father. The application, I will be respectful to the Lord and to all my family members this week because I am their father. And I have, as Ken said, the foundation of the family is the father. So I will look to my heavenly father for the love I crave daily. My application, receive his love daily by spending time with him in the morning, asking him to fill me up and let the love I receive pour out to others. The gospel for this Sunday is Epiphany of the Lord, Matthew 2, 1 to 12. After Jesus' birth in Bethlehem of Judea, where the reign of King Herod, astrologers from the east arrived one day in Jerusalem inquiring, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We observed his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. At this, King Herod became greatly disturbed, and with him all Jerusalem. Summoning all of the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they informed him. Here is what the prophet has written. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judea, are by no means least among the princes of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Herod called the astrologers aside and found out from the exact time of the star's appearance. Then he sent them to Bethlehem after having instructed them, go and get detailed information about the child. When you have found him, report it to me so that I may go and offer him homage too. After their audience with the king, they set out. The star which they had observed at its rising went ahead of them until it came to a standstill over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house found the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their coffers 
and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They received a message in a dream not to return to Herod, so they went back to their own country by another route, the gospel of the Lord. The questions, where was Jesus born? In Bethlehem of Judea? Who was king at that time? Herod. And who arrived from the east? Astrologers. Read the following scriptures. Daniel 2, 27 says, In the king's presence, Daniel made his reply. The mystery about which the king has inquired, the wise men, enchanters, magicians, and astrologers could not explain to the king. And Daniel 4, 4 says, When the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers had come in, I related the dream before them, but none of them could tell me its meaning. According to these verses, are those who read the stars able to know God's plan for their lives? No. Who is the only sign we follow? Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Luke eleven thirty says, just as Jonah was a sign for the Ninevites, so will the son of man be a sign for the present age. Jesus, for whom were the astrologers searching the newborn king of the Jews? And what did they observe? His star at his rising. How did King Herod react? He became greatly disturbed. And who reacted along with him? And with him, all Jerusalem. Whom did did King Herod summon? All the chief priests and scribes of the people. And what did he inquire of them? Where the Messiah was to be born? What did the chief priests and scribes tell Herod? In Bethlehem of Judea. And what... And to what prophet were they referring? Micah once it was Micah is the prophet. What is the ruler to do? Matthew 2, 6. Shepherd my people, Israel. Read the following and write out your favorite verse. John 10, 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John 10, 14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. John 10, 16. I have other sheep that do not belong to this flock. I must lead them too. And they shall hear my voice. There shall be one flock then, one shepherd. Acts 10, 20 to verse 28. Keep watch over yourselves and over the whole flock. The Holy Spirit has given you to guard, shepherd the church of God, which he has acquired at the price of his own blood. 1 Peter 2, 25. At one time you were straying like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd, the guardian of your souls. 1 Peter 5, 3 and 4. Be examples to the flock, not lording it over those assigned to you, so that when the chief shepherd appears, you will win for yourselves the unfading crown of glory. Revelation 7, 17. For the lamb on the throne will shepherd them. 
He will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Personal, share the scripture you chose and tell how it has affected your life. Deacon Ken chose, for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have been returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. It's affected his life until I accepted Christ personally. I was afraid of sickness and death. Now I know exactly where I am going and who I am going to meet. In another book he wrote, John 10, 11, a good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, laid down his life for all humanity. His decision led me to believe in him and live forever. My goal in life is to share this, his message with everyone I meet. And I have John 10, 14. I am the good shepherd, and I know mine, and mine know me. Coming to know God through his word has transformed my life, especially knowing he has chosen me and knows me. What did King Herod find out from the astrologers? the exact time of the star's appearance. Where did he send them to Bethlehem? And what were his instructions to them? Go get detailed information about the child. When you have found him, report it to me so that I may go and offer him homage too. What was the astrologer's reaction to the star as they followed it? They were overjoyed. Personal. Have you had any insight to God's light in his word? What is your reaction to this? Deacon Ken wrote, we are all in darkness without him. My decision is great relief and joy that we have found the Lord and came out of the darkness. In another book he wrote, yes, I see him hidden in the disguise of the poor like Mother Teresa. And I wrote, yes, is to the light of his love and saving grace. And my reaction to that is thankfulness. I can't thank him enough for his love and grace. When the astrologers found the child with his mother, Mary, what did they do? Is this in fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy? Matthew 2, 11, Isaiah 60, 5, and 6. Matthew 2.11, and on entering the house, found the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their coffers and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Isaiah 65 and 6, then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow, for the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba, shall come bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. Personal, have you bowed before the Lord? Have you prostrated yourself in homage before our holy God? In his presence in the Eucharist, have you knelt to do him homage, or do you do it just out of habit? Reflect on this. Deacon Cam wrote, yes, yes, I am going to prostrate myself at all 
times. And I have, I stand erect when I receive in the hand and am in his Eucharist and am honored to be able to touch Jesus. And in, a, in an old book, I wrote, I genuflected when I received communion tonight and do that often. I have offered my life to him to do his will and be totally under his headship. A commentary. We celebrate the Feast of Epiphany, which means the visitation of the seekers, or as they are often called, the Magi, in Christ's manifestation of his glory to them. It was in Bethlehem, a little town six miles south of Jerusalem, that Jesus was born. The name Bethlehem means house of bread, and the manger in which Jesus slept was used to feed the animals. It is significant that Jesus was born in a place called house of bread, as he chose to feed us with his word and in his presence in the Eucharist. He calls himself living bread. In John 6, 35 to 66, and we share his living bread in our liturgies in accordance with scripture, Luke twenty two fourteen to 20, in churches throughout the world. Bethlehem was where Jacob buried Rachel. And it was there that Ruth married Boaz, Ruth 4, 11 to 4, 13. This city was the home of David, 1 Samuel 16 and 17. And it was in Bethlehem that the Jews expected God's anointed one to come into the world, Micah 5. When Jesus was born, there came to Bethlehem astrologers from the east to do him homage. The Magi were holy and wise men and were skilled in philosophy, medicine, natural sciences, soothsaying, and interpretation of dreams. Many later became members of a tribe of pagan priests in Persia and functioned almost exactly like the Levite priests in Israel. About the same time that Jesus was born, the Roman poet Virgil was praising through his writings and poems the savior of the world, the emperor, Augustus Caesar of Rome. So it was to a waiting world that Jesus came and the astrologers from lands far away gathered at his cradle. It was the first sign and symbol of the world's conquest by Jesus Christ. Today, many of the learned men and women are coming to praise the King of Kings, Jesus. But many are not. What about you? Is Jesus your King and are you bringing him your presence as a gift? We need to reflect on the gift given to all who believe in the Christ child of Bethlehem. The gift is being co-heirs of his kingdom members of the one body and sharers of the promise. Have we made someone feel like an unwanted stranger? Have we dared label anyone a foreigner, alien, outsider, or pagan? Have we welcomed all to our manger scene? Is the light in our hearts drawing others to him? As the star did in Bethlehem? 
the manifestation of the star's brilliance spoke to the Magi of the entry of a king into the world. The glory of God's love for all is called to be manifested in us through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the saving name of Jesus Christ. The application, the first reading tells us to look at the glory of God being unfolded before us. The second reading describes God's secret plan. The gospel reveals the joy and anticipation of following the star. This week, like the wise men or magi, let us bring Jesus our gift. Yours might be a gift of joy or love, peace or patience. Then you need to share this gift with someone in your family or workplace. The wise men came in humility and left encouraged and full of hope. We can expect no less when we bring Jesus our gift. Let us close with prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G, to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.